0: Hey guys, you're watching the Anthony Rogers Show. My name is Gita Marie. I'm from St. Petersburg, Florida. I'm an aspiring MMA fighter, and I'm trans, and I'm ready to change the narrative.
1: You are now listening to the greatest show in the universe. Hey man, this is Tommy Charles. And right now you're listening to the Anthony Rogers Show. Hey, is Jordan Belfort, the real Wolf of Wall Street, and you're listening to the Anthony Rogers Show. The Anthony Rogers Show. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Sean Danielson from Smile Empty Soul, and you are listening to the Anthony Rogers Show. The Anthony Rogers Show. <laughs> Brian Bandar from The Verve Pipe here, and you're listening to the Anthony Rogers Show. Hey, there. this is James Jude Courtney, Michael Myers, aka the Shape, and Halloween 2018, Halloween Kills, and the soon to be released Halloween Ends. And this is the Anthony Rogers Show. I am Dave Holmes from MTV and Esquire magazine, and you are listening to the Anthony Rogers Show. What's up everybody? WWE Hall of Famer, the Godfather, and Cannabis Expert, <laughs> and Connoisseur, and you're watching the Anthony Rogers Show. Peace. At Revolution Coffee Company, we are dedicated to giving you the best cup of coffee you have ever had while supporting those who keep us safe. We roast our coffee daily and we offer same-day shipping. Our coffee never sits in a warehouse or a shelf getting stale. Our prices beat our competition, and our coffee speaks for itself. Check us out at RevolutionCoffeeCompany.com. And welcome
0: to the cage, his opponent, Cheetah the Second walk as a mixed martial
1: artist here at WCFL.
0: Had a lot to prove. The last fight proved it. She's back again to prove once again that they belong right
1: here in WCFL. Welcome back to the greatest show in the entire universe. Um, today we have, we have a legendary MMA fighter. Two fights in right now. So I mean, I feel like uh, when she blows up, I'm, I'm going to brag about being one of her first podcasts. Um, <laughs> Gina Marie Figueroa, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing great. How are you?
1: Good, good. Uh, um, I, I think it's important to say that as 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 a trans MMA fighter, you're like just fighting straight up dudes, though. you're not using this excuse to like beat up women and stuff. Like you, you're, you just like you're fighting dudes, and that's crazy, right?
0: Yeah, I mean that's what I'm supposed to be doing. That's the mo- mo- more moral and ethical way to go about any sport when it comes to my situation. And I've always been like that since I was a very young child.
1: That's that's kind of badass because I was like watching the fights and like you like yeah you one for one right now which saw um, like the the one you lost was like a knockout right that was you just that was a technical knockout TKO yeah it was a TKO okay but you I mean you held you were in there for a while and that was crazy like the um and the other fight you uh, I, I watched the one you won too that was I mean that was. That was brutal. I didn't know what I was going to get into. Like kind of interviews. I know this is kind of like a taboo subject for people, like uh, like like transports or anything like that. So I kind of I was like into, into it for that. And I watched your fights. I'm like, what the fuck? That was crazy. Like that was. I mean, that like that was that was pretty interesting, honestly. Like the fights on there. And, um. How, how yeah, you... so,
0: I mean, I'm an amateur, right? So like, your job is to build your amateur career and then hopefully get noticed or go into pros. Um, really, it's just. Passion of mine that I've had since I was young. I actually was a dancer for 11 years. um, So I was always athletic. Um, When it came to sports um, in combat, um, that really came from my family, being uh, Puerto Rican Italian from uh, a city outside of Boston where it was really like ghetto hood. um, Everything was um, fight driven, war driven. Like we had to be little badasses all of our lives. So um, I just fell in love with the sport, um, the whole, uh, the culture behind it, mixed martial arts um, in general, like it's, it's something that just is, I'm, I'm drawn to, um, but I always had to ask myself, like, how was I going to go about it? And it was never a question that I was going to compete with other natural born males because of my stature, because of my strength, because of the way I was raised. Uh, with morals, values, and ethics and stuff like that. And just, um, I kind of just hit a fork in the road about 10 years ago. And I was like, do I transition and then compete? Or should I just compete, be the next MMA star and then transition after I have thousands of dollars? And I was like, nah, fuck that. I'm going to transition because it's really, my biggest issue in life was always looking in the mirror. Like it didn't make sense to me the way I looked uh, compared to the way I thought about life and, and and who I was as a person. But one thing I knew for sure that uh, I was going to compete against other males, and I felt like that would be the more badass way to go. Like, whether I win or lose, I feel like 99.9% of the human population is going to be like, damn, Gita is a bad bitch. And that was more... I, 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 it wasn't for the clout. It wasn't for the fame or anything like that. It was just, I wanted that respect that no matter how I looked and, and sounded and, 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 and walked this earth as a trans person, that I was at least going to compete in the way that majority saw fair.
1: Yeah, no, that's crazy. I I think it's a very reasonable thing to say, you know? And like, uh, I think it's crazy because I think a lot of people like looked at sports like, uh, like with trans athletes, it's like yeah. Like whenever uh, men were transitioning to swim in like women's leagues and stuff, they're like like oh come on, like like, like they were smashing like women's records basically. I think a lot of people were pissed, and I, and I think it's um I think it's like it's super fucking ballsy to do that in my opinion. Like what are you doing? I think it's super fucking ballsy. And then like what kind of styles of fighting are you like trained in or like familiar with or whatever?
0: Okay, so since I was really really young, my mom was actually the fighter in the family like that chick she's like 5'2 and super strong and I couldn't even take her until I was like in my 20s like that's how strong she is and that is also a part of the conversation that we can tap into on I mean, like how there's badass women out there that can whoop men's asses but it all pulls down to like the 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 ethics and the morals um, now for me sure. I never wanted to be that person that was like, oh, I'm just a boxer. I can only do stand-up or, oh, I'm just a grappler. Like, in order to be a mixed martial artist, you have to be well-rounded. So my biggest thing in all of my life was basically turning a street brawler that did anything and everything into a a really fine-tuned, crisp uh, mixed martial artist. So um, I have trained – in all aspects of fighting, I love wrestling, I love uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and I love boxing and Muay Thai. So I try to do a little bit of everything so that I don't have an excuse when it comes to uh, the fight game. Like, I want to be able to do anything at any point against anyone, regardless of of what uh, discipline it is. So when it's a full spectrum of MMA, and you have your elbows, your knees, and, and you get to slam people, that's my, it, I'm in in my realm. Like, I want to be able to have everything. I've always been one of those people that it's like, um, I want to have all the weapons to go into war, I want to have all the tools I need to succeed. So, when it comes to that question and like what's what's my style or what I've trained in, I've done a little bit of everything so that I wouldn't have any excuses, uh, when competing.
1: No, I like that. Yeah, you have like arms and shit too. Like, I've seen those fights, it's crazy. It's got to be crazy. Yeah. Like, like yeah, what so you've been in two fights so far, one in February, one in June. Like what what's your when's your next fight?
0: So funny thing is, after this last fight, it went super viral. The TKO, uh, the, the my opponent, uh, he posted it on TikTok and what was funny is that it got four million plus views and twelve thousand like hate comments. Like because <laughs> he didn't uh, he, he, his caption was like, Oh, given equal opportunity to get knocked the fuck out, which I thought was funny because <laughs> Post- leading up to the fight, he never talked like that or acted that way. Because I was just like, I mean, he was a very respectful uh opponent the entire way, but now he's posting and getting all this clout and fame on his TikTok over this TKO. Like, he didn't show the part when I slammed him twice across the octagon, he didn't show when I almost uh submitted him. I actually had him in an ankle lock, but I had the wrong leg. I was supposed to be on the, on the right leg. Anyways, um, the next fight is supposed to be October 8th, and the matchmakers and I have been in contact. They were in my DMs a couple of days ago, and I'm one of their biggest promoters. Like, uh, when the first fight, you can hear in the commentary that I had one of the, the highest in, in – in, uh, Pay-per-view sales. I was the highest Damn. in tickets. I had the biggest crowd at both fights. Um, I'm, I've am i been promoting myself for the past 10 years, uh, just trying to get my name out there, uh, not only as an athlete, but a trans athlete. And, and I'm not an advocate, but I wanted to prove to people that this is something that's never been done before, or at least to this extent. Like, yeah, I've seen trans people... Um, In like a what would you say? I mean, like like lower level type um, promotions, but they don't. They're not promoting themselves. They're not working on the beauty aspect. They're not working on the fans aspect. They're not working on promoting themselves as a star. Because at the end of the day, we're entertainers. We're not here just to fight. We're here to entertain the fans. What gets our name out there is the fans and their wallets. So. I've worked my ass off to to get to this point. And so October 8th, WCFL, which is going to be the only promotion I want to work with because it's here in Tampa and they've been the, in the forefront of putting my name out there and giving me a chance. The matchmakers um, told me that they're working on getting me an opponent and it's going to be their 10th year anniversary. So I'm like, yeah, why the fuck not? It's going to be the biggest party um, that they've ever had the biggest event that they ever had. So I was like, I want in on that by the time October 8th comes around with all these interviews that I'm doing with all the, the promotion that I'm doing on my TikTok and my Instagram and my Facebook and my YouTube, my name is going to be so big. It's going to bring you guys a lot of money. So that's honestly, my biggest thing is building my career. I don't want to just stay one in one. I want to have a, a two in one record by the end of the year, or maybe even three in one. Like I, I lost, and I felt like I needed it. Like, have you seen the fight? I was smiling when it ended. I was like, I fucking did it. I don't care. He yeah, you seemed
1: into it. Yeah, in I saw, it. I saw that. Seconds.
0: He could have whooped my ass in the first five seconds, and I, I, w- I, still, I was the happiest person in the world that night because I was like two months of training by myself, no coach, no team, going to the gym with my boyfriend, uh Changing my my work schedule, my eating habits. Like I did everything by myself, which is another thing that a lot of people don't know or understand. It's like it usually takes an army to get you there, physically, emotionally, mentally, financially. And I did that shit by myself to prove again that this is something that I love to do. This is a passion of mine, and I'm a badass for fucking doing it. And here's another thing. Statistically
1: okay. It's me again, Anthony Rogers, your favorite comedian. Um, I want to bring some to your attention. Do you have a beard or do you have an aspiring beard? Uh, I got a secret. Luxurious Bastard Beard Oil. Get some. Link in the description. New app, new website, a jillion products. Get some right now um, if you think you even have a chance of being this luxurious of a bastard.
0: With his credentials and the amount of fights that he's had and... Uh... His weight versus mine, his height versus mine, his experience versus mine, he was supposed to win that fight. The funny thing is that uh, there are a group of people in this world that think that he couldn't have lost. And I'm like, I bet you anything. Best out of three, I can beat him. I, I, I believe in myself that that much. I feel like I, at the end of the day, like not taking away anything from coaches or teams, but I'm a fighter through and through. And I've been like that for the my entire life. And I feel like the fact that some people were discrediting me with everything that I did by myself, like that kid had seven fights under his belt. Um, his record was four and three. He was... He was about to get his fourth loss if if I did any better. Like, yeah, his stand-up was way better than mine. But if you guys have seen me in sparring, I'm, like, one of the people that are trying to take the other person's head off. I don't know what happened. God has a plan for everyone, and and I was supposed to lose, and I lost, and I, I'm okay with it. I was still happy with my performance. I still proved that I was strong enough. Like, I literally picked his leg and then threw him across the octagon. Like, if I was a little bit more composed, maybe if the anxiety was gone and the adrenaline had set in the way it was supposed to. Or, like, I don't have excuses for it, but I did give it my best shot. And I feel like being a little bit more focused and being a little bit more disciplined, I could beat someone like that. So, like, that. Prove to me that yes, I'm gonna have a third fight and October eighth should be the next one and I plan on working even harder than I did the last two fights.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think everybody loses every once in a while to get better. I think like uh, like like I think I think starting off strong like winning your first fight. I mean I just gotta that gotta give you like a great confidence. Like you're like, man, I knew I could have done this, blah, blah, blah. Then like like so you know yeah. I mean some some people need to be knocked down every once in a while just to like get better and learn learn from Like, like, like losses. I mean, it's just, it's just lessons really, you know? And then, um, where, where can people like, uh, Google like this stuff and like find, I mean, I found a lot on YouTube and stuff. Where, where can, uh, people watch this, find, uh, your past fights and your next fight?
0: Okay. So, um, the first fight, uh, he had it, uh, he had a business that did the pay-per-view. So once, uh, they finished editing it, they put it on a website, Um, what I ended up doing, my brother extracted it from the website and posted it on my YouTube. So if you type in Gita, the man eater on YouTube, I pop up as one of the first links. So you click on that and you'll see all my videos. Um, the one fight from, from June is just a highlight. Um, you would have to go under WCFL MMA on YouTube, um, to catch that full video. um, but yeah, so Jita the Man Eater will get you to all the videos. Um, the real underscore Maneater 719 on Instagram will show you over 5,000 posts and videos on my life, including uh, the build-up, the lead-up to my last two fights. Um, also, that's where I promote myself. That's where I, I tell people about what's going on in my life. Um, and then my TikTok is Jita Maneater 719. So... Those are the three most uh, important social media platforms that I use to promote myself, uh, where you guys can follow me, like, subscribe, all that um, jazz. Um, but yeah, that's about it. That's all I have for now.
1: Cool, cool. Um, and back to some questions about fighting stuff. Like, like how do you, how do you train? You got to do it a little bit, but like, um, like how do you train for a fight? Like, say, say for your October fight. Like, how, if it's not. Telling the enemy too much if they watch this or something. I give you like the person you like. It doesn't tell them too much. Like how would, how are you going to train for the October fight you have am Like what do you what do you do and stuff? Like
0: okay, so I'm gonna. So I'm a very calculated person when it comes to certain things like this. I've I have a, a background in teaching, so when it comes to like uh, building a, a regimen or a plan um, or a schedule, I I really have what it takes. So I've taken. Um, one of my biggest things I continue to watch MMA because you're not gonna really get far unless you watch your favorite fighters and see how they they train and see how they compose themselves and like you try to emulate that like a like an icon or an idol like you have to look up to someone or something when it comes to stuff like this because you can't just do it by yourself like I said sometimes it takes an army and it doesn't always have to be physically there for you you have to find your way of studying. So being, um, being big on the studying aspect, uh, watching videos. Like I, there's times where I can't fall asleep unless I watch MMA. Like that's like a natural, it's kind of like when people masturbate every night just to go to bed. I have to watch MMA. So, uh, doing everything I did the last six months, but just harder and more repetitive. Like, uh, I was training three nights a week. I feel like I'm going to have to do like five to six, maybe.
1: What does or- a day of training consist of for you? Like what kind of like, what is... So uh-
0: on my day off, I would usually start with cardio, morning cardio. And then I would go swimming. And then I would go to the gym to do strength training with my boyfriend. And then at night, I would do my classes, which consists of the, just the coach teaching us whatever he wanted to do. Uh, whether it was sparring or drilling and stuff like that, so it's just a matter of drilling, um, drilling, and then more drilling, and then um, also meditation is very important. So once I know that I have an opponent, all automatic. Like for the next two months, my heart will be feeling like it's coming out of my chest. Like the anxiety of what ifs and what abouts gonna happen. Like it, it drives you crazy. It becomes a part of you. So. Um, mainly my biggest thing is cardio and strength training to stay strong, uh, working on my lungs because I'm not going to lie. i there's another side to me. I'm a party girl. I, I smoke cigarettes when I drink and I party and I, I go out and I don't come home till like six in the morning. Like I live a very fun life. So I have to cut all of that off for the next two months, which is something that I did the last time I didn't go out or drink or do anything for two months. But, um, I think everything is balanced and staying focused, and yeah, like so, definitely working on cardio, strength training, and 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 drills because it has to be uh, something that's second nature to you. You you can't just say you want to fight and go out and do right. it. You has right. to be a lifestyle. So I'm gonna do everything I've done the last six months. Um, And then um, just work harder and and hope for the best. And like I said, I could lose the next 10 fights. I'm still happy. I'm still doing what I'm supposed to do. Like, this is my mission um, in life right now. Besides uh, being a a future chef, um, I just... just, I'm just going to keep working the same way, honestly. I feel like I... Me losing means a little bit, but it's not enough to deter me. I feel like one of my favorite fighters, Cowboy Cerrone, lost his, like, five last fights. To me, he's still the greatest fighter of all time. With the records that he's broken and and the amount of uh, money that he's made for fight bonuses, like, you can be the baddest motherfucker for 10 years and still get your shit rocked. So, to me, it's just, like, a matter of building my my resume, but just doing it the right way as a trans person, because that's, that's really the biggest thing right now is I'm, I'm competing in the way that I'm supposed to. Um, And I know there's parts of this world that are just like totally against me and would much rather me fight females, but that's not me. I I mean, there's, there's two sides, sometimes three sides to a story. And I guess I'm, I'm sticking onto uh, on the side that's majority rules.
1: What do you think about uh, what do you think about trans women uh, boosting women in sports and stuff? Like, what are your thoughts on that?
0: I think they're pussies. To be honest with you, <laughs> I feel like I feel like like why not go out with a real bang? Like why? Like I don't know. Like I know that. Like I said earlier, um, there are women in this world that are strong and fast and agile and all that stuff. I I work with bitches that are taller than me. And I'm just like, damn, she's massive. It's like, could I ever fight her? And I still, in my heart, I'm just like, no, to me, that's a beautiful flower of a woman. Like, my sisters, my mom, my stepmother, like, they're all beautiful, soft, delicate flowers to me. So when I think about combat and, like, how crazy and barbaric I can be, I'm like, no, I could never do that. I was built and made to protect women and children. And I still have that mentality, no matter how, how I look and how I sound. And like, no matter how classy and beautiful someone might perceive me when it comes to competition, like I don't care if it's hopscotch. I just, I still want to compete in the way that everyone sees it fair. And yeah, like I said, and I'll give credit to women all day, every day. There are women in this world that still right now that are not even fighters that can whoop a guy's ass, but I mean, I don't know. It's just a touchy subject. And from the beginning of time, I've always felt a certain kind of way. And when it comes to sports, if you're competing in a sport and it's sanctioned and it's you're getting money or notoriety or, or whatever and you're competing and someone's going to win and someone's going to lose and it's going to be very physically contact sport, uh, combat where someone can possibly get hurt, I don't see why I would want to punch a chick in the face. I, I, <laughs> just, I, I literally, like, I thought about when I, when I threw my opponent, I was like, damn, like imagine if it was a chick, like she probably wouldn't went over the octagon.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> like it's, I don't know. I mean, like I said, I'm Puerto Rican Italian there's a certain level of respect and honor and, and value morals and ethics that go in, in, in my culture and growing up the way I was raised by my family. It's just like, it's not something you do. So yeah, for probably would have been,
1: you probably would have been two that- uh, and if, uh, if you, are fighting women though <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I'm just fucking around. But, uh, so what, what, what kind of, uh, what kind of commentary it was like, yeah, you have gone viral several times with these, uh, with these fights. What kind of like, um, I guess response like let's start like positive and negative. I mean what, what kind of response for people uh, would you get most often I guess like uh, in both like aspects. So
0: on my personal platforms I've no one's ever came after me which is amazing and I think it's cool because I have I'm a troll. I can really sit there and like talk mad shit. I like I I feel like I've trained my mind over the years because like I've I've heard every joke in the book for so for me it's just like I'm I have a level of dark humor that it's just like, no one can touch me. I I mean, I can get a little defensive sometimes, but it's just like, for me, it's like the audacity of this motherfucker doesn't even know me to say this. But then there's a switch that goes off in my head and I become that that person that's like, oh, I'm going below the belt. So on the TikTok thing, there was a lot of people that thought I was a real female and they were making fun of the fact that I went into the cage to fight him. (laughs) <laughs> there was another percent of people that um, were making fun of me for being trans and being like, oh, like, this is what you get. And then there was another percent of people that were, like, uh, uh, giving me credit, which is a very small amount. And I was just like, wow, it's, like, all over the platform. But it was because on the caption, he didn't tag me, and then he didn't also tell the story. Like, he was on a, uh, his record was four and three. So it seemed like they were trying to look for – a one up like he was trying to fix his record because obviously if he would have lost me and gone four and four I think the guy would have gone into depression fucking (laughs) for the the next year like because so what ended up happening is a little by little people started coming into my page and like him posting that brought me followers and likes and comments and so like anyone that really finds out the story they're like oh Uh, They're giving me credit words too, obviously. Uh, But yeah, it's funny because, I mean, you can go on my profile and I don't promote trans anything unless it's on TikTok, but I'm not very, like for me, my story is more than just being a trans person. My name is Gita Marie. I'm a badass at many different things and aspects in life. Like I'm, trans is not who I am. It's just a part of me. It's a part of why I'm so great as well. So I'm not big on like being an advocate, a promoter of that stuff. I'm just like I'm promoting human rights, equal rights, uh, living a positive, humble, caring, loving life, spreading love and joy, being a good person, uh, following your dreams, and doing things that you really love, but doing it in the way that people are going to love you and respect you. So I've gotten a little bit of both, uh, but more on his page, it was like just people talking shit. And if you go on it and you find it, you'll see where I respond to like hundreds of people. But my responses are like a hundred times worse than what they gave me. Because I'm just like, you know, the audacity that you took the time to watch this video and then talk shit about someone that you don't, you don't even know the story. You don't know, you don't have any background. So I'm like, Fuck you and the person that
1: made you. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Like, I, I feel like you'd spend that pretty, pretty interestingly. With, like, that already has like four million views and stuff. Like, uh, like if yeah, if you're like stitching or whatever it's called, like uh, I just I forgot the exact word it's called, but like uh, a
0: duet. And a yeah, yeah,
1: a duet. My bad. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, if you duet those, I mean, I bet they'd blow up and shit if you haven't already. But no, I okay. found you on Instagram. I didn't know that I was already blown up on TikTok and stuff too. So I, I saw the fun on Instagram. And I'm like. I'm like I knew it was a controversial like subject and stuff. I just want to get like another sign of it, and that's kind of what I do kind of what I do. Is just let people like tell their story more or less. because I think that's that's important because like people are seeing it on the news, like uh, and like all this different stuff, and they're like, "What's going on in my town?" or whatever, you know, <laughs> you know whatever the fuck. <laughs> and, and then like it's just interesting to hear the sign of the athletes, you know, for my. You know what I
0: think is crazy? Like mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna say this on air because I've said it multiple times, and I want people to like quote me one day. I don't want fans. I want friends. I don't want fame. I want fortune. I want to be able to take care of myself, my family, for the rest of my life. And that's one of my biggest goals when it comes to this. But, like, the fact that mainstream media has yet to discover this story and put it out there, I'm about to make it to my third fight. I feel like it's, like, who the fuck is back there working and just putting all this, uh, negativity when it comes to the trans narrative in sports like they're so fast to put a story up on trans people competing against females but little Gita is still here trying to tell a story so that the world can change when it comes to perceiving us and whether you disrespect us or respect us I want this side of the story to be told and like, I don't care to be on the news or be interviewed. Like, like, I mean, Joe Rogan, that would be goals. Ellen and Oprah don't give a fuck about that type of stuff. Like, but I want real raw type, uh, uh news, um, footage on this side of the story because with the uh, Alana McLaughlin and and the swimmer, which I keep forgetting her name. She's, uh, and then there's like, uh. I watch a lot of track and field. It's, like, one of my other things growing up I've always loved to watch. Um, There's a lot of Africans that are constantly in the news over, like, their testosterone being too high and them being not able to, like, compete against females. And, like, uh, Christine Mboma has YouTube videos where people are questioning whether she's a man or a woman. Like, I like – so – where and when and how am I gonna be able to tell this story so that people don't just look at trans people in such a terrible way when it comes to sports? Like I'm going in there and I'm coming out with blood. I, we're slamming each other, we're punching each other in the mouth. I like I no offense my first opponent he's a he's an amazing man. He's been so respectful, but he rocked two black eyes for two and a half weeks even longer. Like, I remember we saw each other at a fight three weeks after, and he still had a little shiny thing right there. I was like, "Yeah, I don't remember punching him that hard. <laughs> but, like, we're beating each other up, and, like, mainstream media is, like, not, like, uh, even giving me a little bit to tell our side of the story. It's just like, man, fuck y'all. That's why I rather talk to people like you and hopefully one day Joe Rogan or Ben Shapiro or Matt Walsh. Like, The ones that are actually on that side, on my side, when it comes to sports, um, and just everything in general, like, it's one thing, like, go ahead, change your life and be a female, or or live a, a life of a female, because at the end of the day, this is a lifestyle change and a choice. I wasn't born this way. I literally went to doctors and scientists, and we got me to where I am today. It just fits well. Like I I just am Gita Marie. Like there are people in my family that are like, dude, like you were meant to be this way. Like it's, it comes so naturally. Like I have women in my life that are inspired by me and I will never be an actual biological female. But for me, it's like, do it in a way that's going to be honorable, that your family's going to have no choice but to love you. And that's what I did with mine. Both sides of my family are my rocks. They're my everything. They're the reason why I can fucking breathe on a daily basis. Like, my family respects me and loves me, and they're all inspired by me. But more so because I walk every day with my head held high, being positive and being loving and caring and nurturing and doing things just like this. That's gonna, when they look back on it, they were like, you know what? I might not have agreed that she transitioned, but she's doing it in such a classy graceful way like even my dad my dad is like a man of all men I was his firstborn male I was named after him and I'm one of the ones that like really look like him the most like I changed everything for him when I came to that yet three years after he was like I can't deny you you're so beautiful you're so uh compassionate you're so this you're so that like my dad literally had no choice but to love me even more like I'm his favorite child.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, we're out of seven. Like, I feel like do it, but do it in a way that people are going to have
1: your back.